broadcasting from the PilatesPodcast.com. You're listening to Beyond the Movement with your host, Heidi Miller. Hello, and thank you for joining Beyond the Movement. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. Today marks our 19th episode, and I'd like to start by thanking all of the wonderful emails I've been receiving um, since the last episode. And they really mean a lot to me. It really feeds my soul. And part of the whole process of this show for me has been to just be able to communicate with more people out there in the world and join a Pilates community. And I also want to say something about the forum. In this last week or so, we have another teacher who has responded to an email on the, on the forum. And that was really exciting. That was like a milestone for me and the forum. So I'm really excited about that. And hopefully this will start to inspire some other teachers to start to get involved and answer some of these questions of um, some of our listeners who are asking some questions out there. I also want to welcome any new listeners from the Plotty Style magazine in this last issue, July-August issue. I um, They did a little write-up um, in here for me, and I want to thank Plotty Style magazine for that as well. I also just want to say um, quickly that this issue is a great issue. There's a lot of um, depth to this issue, um, and again, it's Plotty Style magazine, July-August 2006 issue. And today's episode, we're going to be talking with Miaila Ryder. She's an instructor here in Fort Collins, Colorado, and um, she's also a dear personal friend of mine, and I learned a lot from her in this interview. So stay tuned for the interview. Thank you, Mayaila, for joining me for today's show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and yourself? Great, great. Um, So first off, let's start with how you got started with yoga. Okay. Um, Well, in 96, uh, shortly after I had my daughter, I um, was attending Ames Community College and uh, was taking classes with a, a woman by the name of Alpha Gunn, and for six months, went through pretty aggressive training with her. But at that time, um, and through the, the program that I was in at that time, there was really no practical component of that program. And so when I finished up, I really didn't have the courage to teach it. And so, you know, I just kind of went along with my own practice and and um, started bodybuilding, actually, and did some some just real amateur competitive stuff with that and um, came to Pilates mostly by injury and um, fell in love with it and just you know it was one of those things that you know when you love it you want to share it with everyone and so I I, uh, the instructor that I had had at that time um, well actually let me let me backtrack just a little bit at that time I was enrolled at, uh, at UNC I was gearing up to get my teaching degree to to teach art to high school students. And I was kind of tossing back and forth between that kinesiology. I hadn't hadn't actually entered either program. And uh, my instructor that I was working with doing Pilates had really inspired me to to maybe look into becoming a Pilates teacher. And it hadn't ever crossed my mind, but sometimes things come to you by greater design and and so I thought that was something I really needed to look into. And so um, I, she had gone through Polestar, which I wasn't, I wasn't really, it didn't, it didn't appeal to me like the Pilates Center did. And so it seemed like a, a lot more aggressive program, something that, that would really challenge me in the way that I, I felt like I needed to be 
to, to be a good instructor. And so I had uh, pursued that, which was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And looking back, I probably, <laughs> I, might have, uh, I might have had an easier time going through the, uh, the art program at UNC <laughs> than I did at the Pilates Center. But, but it, was, it was, you know, the, the best thing that I ever, ever did. But then at that point, once I got certified with the, with the Pilates, I, you know, kind of went back to my roots with the yoga and um, started incorporating a lot, of, a lot of the yoga movements that aligned with the Pilates. And, and just, there was just such a great balance. And they, they both are in pursuit of the same things, you know, the, the balance, the strength, the flexibility. And so I thought it was important that, that I, you know, because I was doing them both in my own body, that I introduced them to other people so that they could experience them in their body. And that was, that was kind, of, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So with the two of them. what would you say is um, some of the similarities that you've seen with your yoga practice and Pilates practice? Well, I mean that there's there's so many there's so many similarities. I mean I couldn't I couldn't really dissect the differences and similarities because there there are so many. But um, I, I just think that they're really aligned and and you know kind of bringing bringing you back to, to the truest parts about who you are, you know, and kind of training that, that humanness and creating, you know, more, more options for movement. And I think as, you know, as we age, um, you know, things start to catch up with us. And I think if you're, if you're you know, trying to, you know, counteract that with Pilates and yoga, you, you kind of retard that process. And... Um, yeah, I could go on and on, really. Um, <laughs> um, so but, some of the, um, so with yoga, with the yoga that you teach, is it more dynamic or are you holding postures? It's more dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, we don't, I mean, unless I'm doing, you know, unless we're doing salutations or something like that, I mean, we will, you know, for two breaths at the most hold different poses, but but really it's it's flowing, it's dynamic, it's, mm-hmm. it's um you know, while we're still, um, you know, bringing that awareness and that spirit into it. I don't think in Pilates we spend as much time, um, you know, really uh, talking about the, the spirit component sure. uh, of the whole process, which is unfortunate, and that's, you know, kind of what, why I have incorporated the yoga, because I think, you know, we really have more opportunity to channel that. And, and I think that a lot of people are coming in to rehab not only physically but spiritually, and, and they come in in a very congested way. And right. this is a really great tool to, to open people up to that, you know. And, and I think that, that most people experience, you know, amazing growth and, and things that they, you know, like I said, that, that, that are the truest parts about who they are that have been kind of, in a coma mm-hmm. for a while. So I have found, um, for me, teaching Pilates and not having experience with yoga, that I have tried to bring a little bit more of the spiritual component in it. But you know, it's different than yoga in the sense that I just try to really encourage people to connect to themselves before and after class. And I think part of that I had learned from the little bit of yoga that I had done. But do you feel that because of your yoga experience that when you're teaching the Pilates movements 
that you're able to bring in more of that spirituality into the Pilates practice as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, for me, it's, you know, I mean, and I have to take myself out of it, really, because this is so much just an act of worship. I really feel like that it's, I mean, I know it's not about me, you know, really just kind of, kind of a conduit, you know, and I think that we're co- when we come into practice, whether it be Pilates or yoga or the combination of the two, you know, we're coming into communion with that, you know, that greater, that greater force. It's our opportunity to, to turn down the volume and tune in and, you know, really not just learn about ourselves, but our relationship with that, that force beyond us, you know, it's, it's powerful. And so the next question is, what are some of the main differences that you see in yoga and Pilates? And that may be a little bit of more of a difficult question for you. Well, it is because I think I think yoga is so it's so um, big. It's so big, and and in a lot of ways, I think Pilates is just a branch on, mm-hmm. on the tree of yoga. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's so aligned. It's so parallel. I mean, all the the, the functions of movement, all you know. I think the really the obvious differences is that you know classical Pilates is mostly done in a recumbent position, mm-hmm. where a lot of the strength building yoga is done standing. Mm-hmm. And you know, and of course the breath. The breath is is a lot different. There's many different breaths in yoga, mm-hmm. where we you know in, in Pilates in our training, um, you know, are, are, we're, we're only we only use the one. Mm-hmm. And so I don't change that, you know, when I'm doing yoga, really, it's, I mean, it's just important to breathe, you know, right. I mean, because that is the spirit, you know, I mean, that, the, that is where you access the heart, just mm-hmm. through the breath. And so I don't, I don't want to confuse that. Sure. And obviously, one of the other main differences between Pilates and yoga is the Pilates equipment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is, that is, that is also a very big difference yeah mm-hmm. but you know there's there's a lot there's a lot of things that you can do you know on the equipment incorporating yoga as well which is fun and i mean it's a whole nother show right <laughs> well i'll keep you up on that offer <laughs> on the other show that is <laughs> right the next question i have for you Mayla, is since you um can teach both yoga and pilates are there situations where you choose one over the other with with a specific client with a specific need that they're coming into you with. You know, I, I because I've integrated both. I really try to keep it well rounded. I do have clients that prefer one or the other, but as far as in a rehab situation, I haven't. I, ha- I can't say that I've, um, you know, really tailored it, you know, to yoga or Pilates specifically mm-hmm. for any single client. At least not at this point. But, um, you know, there have been situations where, where I've had clients that, you know, that really benefit and really uh, appreciate, you know, the yoga that, that I do put into the, the Pilates. So sometimes I'll challenge them with, with um, power poses or, or things that I wouldn't do in a class setting, you know, because of safety or because of, you know, uh, where, you know, the, the class generally is at that moment. But... And some of my advanced classes, we'll do headstands. We'll do things that I think are important that, you know, that you're not getting, you know, in a, um, 
in a classical Pilates class, you know, we'll do back bends. We'll do things, you know, that, that you know, of course, I wouldn't take, you know, a, a beginner class through. But, you know, I mean, I, it's, it's important that, that uh, you know, your client's in a place that they can receive that. But as far as, you know, as far as specifically taking the Pilates or the yoga, you know, to one client, I certainly have with the Pilates, but I can't say that I have with the yoga. Mm-hmm. And I think mostly because, you know, with my training in yoga, I don't have the confidence in that way that I do with the Pilates. You know, right. I mean, I, I, I do... I do feel, um, you know, I have I have a lot better training in the Pilates than I do in yoga, and so I, I'm a lot more confident in, uh, you know, and how that works for people. So, do you um, have you ever been faced with the situation where you'll have a client who is resistant to yoga because of the spirituality of it? Absolutely, mm-hmm. and 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 Pilates too, and and, and uh, that's how I teach. You know, I mean that's such a, a critical part for mm-hmm. me. As I said before, you know, it's it's you know, I think I think you know I have had clients that I mean have opened up that way though. You know, that at first are very, you know, re- I mean resilient to that, and you know, so I try to present it in a more benign way, so mm-hmm. that it's not so. You know, I mean because. I mean, it's like anything, you know. I mean, like any anything spiritual, people are gonna, you know, automatically put up put a put up a wall and try to keep it arm's length, and you know, just kind of take the parts that that they accept, mm-hmm. which is totally natural, you know. Sure. So you know, I I try not to, you know, push it on anybody, you know. But I teach the way that I teach, and this you know, that, that turns certain people off, you know, I, I can't apologize for that because I really feel like that's why I'm here, you know, and right. I feel like, you know, that, I mean, I, I've had clients that have left and come back and, and have said, oh my gosh, you know, I really didn't understand this before, but, you know, after, you know, spending some time on my own, it all makes sense, you know, this, mm-hmm. this is, this is an act of worship, this is, you know, um, I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of our opportunity as instructors, as teachers, as, you know, um, brothers and sisters to to really take this as our our time to uh, minister, you know, mm-hmm. to people. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So as you're watching your clients go through this process of awakening or even the process of resistance to the awakening, how do you encourage them as an instructor to... Um, gently encourage them through that awakening process and answer some of their questions for them as they're going through that. Well, I, you know, it's you know it's pretty obvious when when growth has acu- has occurred and growth is uncomfortable. You know, it's it's completely natural, and so I try, you know, to 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 ease them through, you know, through the the pain of it because it is hard. It is hard to change. You know, it's like wearing you know, a pair of shoes that's too small for you for so long. It's it's easy to, to really, you know, be where you are and stay there. But, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you actually get to a place where you start participating in your life, you know, you start being more aware, more focused, more present, you know. I mean, we speak it all the time, but I think, I think that, 
you know, when people, when you said it enough and, and they've come to a place where they have had that awakening, it, it, it can be very emotional. And it is, it is um, like I said, it is uncomfortable mm-hmm. for them. And they, they're not quite sure how to deal with it. And they can become very defensive or shielding. Mm-hmm. And what creates that discomfort is growth, you right. know. And so when those changes start to happen, um, they may not initially be welcome. You know, so it's it's hard to to flow with change and growth, and I think a lot of us choose to stop the process, and and you know stave off change in an attempt to remain a little you know where we are a little longer, Mm -hmm. just to to kind of reevaluate, and and that's okay, right? You know, it's okay to step back and and reevaluate, and you know, and, and realize, oh my gosh, you know. I'm a better mother, I'm a better wife, I'm a better friend when I'm centered, you know, when I have this awareness, this focus, I am truer to who I am, you know, I'm not, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not taking all these external forces and internalizing them, you know, like I have, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, <clears throat> it's huge, I wish I could <clears throat> simplify it, but I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's a growing process for me, too. You know, right? I mean, it's, and, and you know that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we deal with things that are very uncomfortable, and you know, we're we're not quite sure how to, you know, how to um, address certain things. You know, but I think I think because we are where we are, um, you know, it's not us. Mm-hmm. It's not us doing it. You know what I mean? I do, and sometimes what I um. What I do in the beginning of a class, especially when I really want to um, connect and really want to channel more of the teaching through me rather than just me, you know, vocalizing what I think I should do anatomically for them, but to kind of vocalize more of the creativity and more of the imagery and kind of the places that I want to take my clients in a class situation is that when I'm when I know that I'm connected and that I can channel the um, energy of being creative and bringing them to deeper places within themselves through imagery, through the Pilates methods, I will actually start the class off saying, allow yourself to get as deep as you want to today and know that you are, you are in control of that level of depth, but challenge that place of where you want to take yourself today, maybe one step further than what your comfort level is. And I'll just say that right in the beginning of class and those are usually the best classes because what happens is that I have given them the ownership of themselves by saying, you know, it's not me. I'm giving the ownership to you and I'm just guiding you through the class, through the imagery, through your bodies, but do the best you can to connect to the deepest level possible to yourself, but know that that whatever depth that is, it's okay. And that's sometimes where I will start class and sometimes those are the best classes if I start with that kind of disclaimer if you will or kind of giving the ownership to them because sometimes what I have found in my teaching is that when I want to take them to those levels but I don't give them the ownership I don't explain to them that I'm going to take them to those levels then I will be met with a lot of resistance in that class and sometimes I'll stop right in the middle of class if I realize that I'm being met with an, an incredible amount of resistance and I'll say just go to wherever you want to go today and that's okay even if you decide that you just want to be as physical as possible 
today, but allow yourself, don't block yourself off to the potential to getting deeper. And that always ends up being an amazing class. And sometimes too, what I found this week is that as a teacher, I was having an incredible amount of um, difficulty with myself, you know, with um, dealing with some personal issues. And, and sometimes as a teacher, just by in the beginning of class, you know, vocalizing my problems, very small. I mean, not like I'm airing out my dirty laundry, but just saying, (laughs) you know, just saying, I'm not feeling completely connected today. I'm going to do the best I can, you know, so allow yourself to get to your depth, take a little bit more into yourself, and I will do the best I can. And sometimes just by vocalizing my blockage, if you will, then all of a sudden it opens up a channel that's bigger than I've ever had before. And I teach amazingly better if I, but you know, if I would have stayed in that place of discomfort within myself, then I would have taught from that place of discomfort. But the minute I vocalize and say, I'm having a hard day today, I'm having a hard day, even, you know, connecting to myself as a person and especially as an instructor, you know, and it's like once I take that responsibility off myself and realize it is beyond me, it isn't me, but the blockage that I was creating for myself and that discomfort was the blockage to what I could have been. (laughs) So sometimes when I just vocalize and say, this is who I am, I'm going to do the best I can, and then all of a sudden it's, it's the best class I've ever taught. And kind of like what you said is that this is a growing period for you as well. And oh, for sure. as teachers, I think that, you know, the us learning how to teach to our students and bringing them to these deeper levels spiritually, physically, and even just connecting them to breathing in general, I think we really, we do learn a lot about about that. And we learn a lot from our clients because sometimes they will say something so incredibly profound. Oh, for sure. And you're just like, wow, I cannot believe that I didn't know that myself. And, and you're just amazed. And and it's just, it's so thrilling when your clients can teach you something so amazing. And I I just love that. I I find that, I find that with, uh, you know, with my kids' classes, they're, they're, they are a lot more accepting, you know, Mm -hmm. and because they're so closer to the source than we are, you know, I mean, they're just so open to it. They haven't unlearned, you know, all the, you know, the, you know, the ramifications of knowing who they are, you right. know, and so they're, they're so true and so confident and so secure and they, you know, they, they don't have to, they don't have to um, have the, the same conviction in their personal worth that we do, you know, mm-hmm. they already have that self-love, that appreciation. They, they know it. They, you know, it's, it hasn't been untrained, you know. I mean, it, and that's, that's, I mean, it's, it's easy for me to say that all kids are that way. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, I do find that most of the children that I deal with are amazing that way, mm-hmm. you know, and they say things and it's like, wow, right. you know, and you just think, my God, it's just a seven-year-old little boy. How could he be so wise to this? Mm-hmm. You know how? How does he? You know, it's it's it's. I mean, it's so so amazing. You know, to to work with kids and you know to work with people of all ages. You know, right. I mean, we're all at different places. We're all, you know, uniquely who we are. You know. And um, I just got a um, a deeper thought. Of course, that got inspired from that that we can perhaps end with is that maybe that's what Joseph Pilates was talking about 
and returning to life. And, you know, like you said, as children, we are connected more to um, to our life source, to just who we are. And then it's through growing up and through even, parent, you know, our parents parenting us or the school system kind of training that out of us to be more in the in the physical reality of what everybody expects of you. But as children, you are just free and you play and everything else. And what I have found as an adult who has um, gone through uh, the process of relearning how to find myself is maybe, you know, maybe that is what Joseph Pilates is talking about and returning to life, returning to being a child again and returning to that that feeling of just connectedness to who we really are. And it's wonderful that we can give that to adults. And it's wonderful that you can have children taking Pilates and yoga because maybe they will stay on that same path. Maybe they won't get distracted by what everyone else is trying to teach them. Maybe they can stay connected. And I think that's a beautiful thing that um, that we as instructors can offer to society, to children and adults. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I like. So, well, thank you, May, for being on the show with me today. If people want to contact you to ask you any questions, what is the best way for them to contact you? Well, my work number is 231-2505, area code 970. Mm-hmm. My home number is 970-686-5003. But, of course, the, the most reliable way to get a hold of me usually is, is my uh, the first number. Okay. And then do you have an email address? I do. That's Colorado May, M-A-I, at hotmail.com. Okay. And we'll include those in the show notes. Um, so anybody, any of our listeners out there who'd like to contact me, you can feel free to do so. You can also contact me, Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at thepilatespodcast.com. And I can always translate and transfer those messages over to Mayla as well. So thank you again, May, for joining me on today's show, and I hope you have a wonderful day. You too, Heidi. Thank you. Thank you. That was a wonderful interview, and I learned so much about Mayla in this interview, and I hope that you did as well. I wanted to explain the term kinesiology. We used that term in our interview today, and what kinesiology is is the study of movement. So she had mentioned that she had contemplated going to school for kinesiology. I also wanted to um, explain that she went to the Pilates Center in Boulder, Colorado for her training in Pilates. We didn't clarify that too much in the show. And I'd also like to ask for more emails. So please email in and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. And I encourage you to um, email me for some uh, topics and also some interviews. I'd like to interview some of the Pilates students out there um, in the world. I'm really great about responding back to emails and all questions are wonderful questions that I encourage all of that. So you can contact me, Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at thepilatespodcast.com and I look forward to talking with you next time. I'm your host, Heidi Miller.